can spirits and demons live within inanimate objects and haunt those around them? Thousands of objects are listed on eBay as haunted, and there are no shortage of people willing to pay up to get their hands on the ghostly wares. While many have claimed that their supposed haunted items are nothing more than thrift store junk, others swear that they are now in possession of haunted souls, demons, and mystic powers housed within old kitty cat statues or old paintings. This week's episode is the haunted section of eBay. This is where you do the sound effect. Yeah, yeah, there it is. In the spring of 2021, after a full year of enduring a global pandemic with no choice but to homeschool their children, two sisters come together and decide to take back control. With very few choices left in this new world, they decide to start reselling clothes online and recording the ups and downs of their experiences in hopes of helping other struggling moms. We are the Thrifter Sisters. I was thinking about that story of the night that you came and got in my bed and then dad was in the doorway because you heard something outside your window and then we heard something outside my window and then dad thought Cliff was jumping up and down in his room, throwing books on the floor, but he was in there sleeping. You remember that? I can't that? tell the story because I don't remember it. What house were we? Oh my God. You don't remember this? It was in the um, Slashwood house. So you were in your bedroom and you heard what you thought sounded like somebody on the roof outside your window, like banging on your window. You said they were like, like bang on your window and you ran and jumped in my bed. And you were so scared, like that my bed was vibrating. And I was like, what are you freaking out about? And you're like, someone's outside my room. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you're like, quiet, listen, listen. And we didn't hear anything. It was anything. a bad choice because then we were trapped at the end of the hallway. I should have ran right. down the stairs. That's what I said. I was like, why did you come in here? <laughs> and you were like, I don't know. And then you're like, be quiet, be quiet. And then it sounded like somebody was throwing like a rubber ball, like a basketball against the wall outside my window. I remember that. And you were like, because you, you were closer to the window because I had those three big bay windows and you leaned over and like pried the blinds open. And every time you opened the blinds to look, the sound would stop and you're like, I don't see anything. And you let go. And the second you let go, it would start again. And then, I, you know, I'm like this in the bed and I'm, I was like, should I pick up the phone? Because remember we had two different lines. And I was like, should I call mom and dad? Like, what do I do? And you're like, I don't know. And then I saw dad standing in the doorway of my bedroom, but like, I didn't know it was dad. I just saw like a big figure and I was like, please be dad, please be dad. I was like, dad. And he was all mad because he was like, what are you guys doing up here? He said, because their room was right below Cliff's room. And he was like, it sounded like Cliff was jumping up and down in his room, like throwing big books on the ground. It was like, boom, 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 like right above their heads. And then he heard us talking. So he thought it was us. And we were like, ah, dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he went upstairs and we all slept in the living room. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah. We like you, me, dad, and Cliff. Like, so we got Cliff out of bed because we don't want to leave him up there. And we all slept in the living room. <laughs> no, I did not. Why? Where was mom? She was asleep, I guess. Like, I don't remember her coming in the room. Or maybe, I don't know. Like, I'm not sleeping in the living room. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember that. I don't. We should have just recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is recording. Oh, yay. Well, there's <laughs> your story. <laughs> we grew up in a haunted house, y'all haunted house is because right, mom so was an antique shopper and i guarantee you she bought some haunted ass shit and brought it into our house and it followed us everywhere we went because you know she kept moving the antique objects wherever we lived yeah that's that's actually true so Lacey and i grew up um just terrified yeah i mean first of all if our house was haunted our parents should not have been telling us at like 10 years old well i don't think they did we didn't know about the haunted heather house until we moved to houston Listen, I was terrified every night in that house. I did not like oh, that was, house. I didn't. I felt so scared in there all the time. And I, I know it's like too. we had lived in the same room up until then. So then we had our own rooms, and so I'm sure you know the house was so much bigger. But I just felt very uneasy in that house all the time. We slept together the majority of the nights yeah. we lived there. Are we, we fight over there. who got to put Cliff in their bed? <laughs> we only yeah, right. We only lived there for two years. Yeah, and we slept together a lot, or pulled Cliff into in, one of our beds. Or in the game room, we'd all sleep in the game room. Mm-hmm. So this house, it was, it was, um, it was not old. It wasn't. No, we lived in in Midland, Texas, which is just West Texas, and it was oil, oil lands. Like it's, we lived there because our dad was in the oil industry. Okay. So our house, our house was 
a Victorian style house, mm-hmm. but it wasn't old. It was not a Victorian style. It was, we lived there in like, I think 87 to 89. Yeah. But it, I think we were the second owners of the house. Like it was, it was probably a cool built house. It was probably built in the early 80s, like maybe 1980. I don't know. It wasn't that old when we moved in it. So anyway, our we were encouraged by our mom and our dad and our grandmother to just live a life of terror. <laughs> because it was always like scary movies, scary stories. I used to get those Encyclopedia Britannicas that you would buy. It was like Time Life Encyclopedia Britannica strange and unexplained mystery those were that's what i was getting for like my seventh birthday like it's ridiculous and it had horrific stories in there and we were just never i watched the first very first poltergeist they're there here when i was like six years old yeah because six or seven we all went to the theater to see the second one when we moved into that house, the haunted house. Mm-hmm. Like I remember we yeah. all went to, and I could not go to sleep that night. I was up all night crying. So I was like, Oh my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> and then there was in that, in the second one, there oh, was God. Like the preacher who, and I can't remember the song now. Do I, you? Wasn't it like, um, God shoot the little children or it was some. So the, the, in the second poltergeist movie, there was a, a preacher that was like just he was the evil bad guy right yeah and he would just walk real slow and sing some creepy like, like sunday school song or something yeah. some jesus and hymn thing our father thought it was so funny to come and stand at our doorway at night in the dark and sing that song <laughs> oh it, it it went past that when I was in college, I came home one and we, you know, I was in college in the mid nineties. Like we had answering machines. I came home one night and on my answering machine was oh. dad singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> this is so messed up. <laughs> so we, we've been scared. UFOs were always coming to get us. Mm-hmm. The ghosts mm-hmm. were right at our door. Lindsay was it, always it, convinced because she'd wake up with like that paralysis thing where you can't move when you first wake up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she always thought it's because aliens were trying to beam her up into the ship to do some probing. Yep. <laughs> they were coming for me when we lived in the Slashwood house. Coming we for you, a, Lindsay. We lived on a street called Slashwood. That didn't help. We did. It's true. <laughs> like our favorite movies were like the Halloween, Michael Myers movies. Mm-hmm. Like, God, we were such weird children. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that's also like in the 80s was during that time of like the satanic panic, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just us, I'm sure. Like I would see like a pile of rocks somewhere and I'd be like, oh my God, Satan has put that there. I'm doomed. I'm like, they're coming for me. (laughs) Oh, I used to call 911 once a week. (laughs) Oh, I saw an unmarked van. It was just a white van. (laughs) No, no, no. But it circled our house twice. It went around our block two times. So she was like bolt inside and call 911. I would like, I was the oldest. So I would round up all the children, get in the house. And then I would call 911. Did I not tell mom like, hey, I think there's a kidnapper out front. (laughs) Nope, just calling 911. Just went straight to the landline and called 911. (laughs) So long story short, too late, um, we grew up with very bizarre perceptions of what is scary and what is not compared to, I think, most normal, healthy people. <laughs> we were just, we had Ouija boards. Yeah. We, a, a Ouija board. We didn't have not have multiple Ouija boards. I do remember at some point we were old enough to be like, we should get rid of that Ouija board, but we were afraid to throw it away because we thought something bad would happen if we threw it yeah. away. Yeah. We've had a fascination with horror and ghost and haunted and scary our whole life. Now, as adults, we do not watch that stuff anymore. <laughs> it's just way too terrifying. I will we say, because it is October, Jeff and I actually watched Mama the other night. Oh, and God, the whole time ever. I was like, why are we watching this? It's so I'm good. It's ever, so scary. I'm not ever watching that. But I did tell you that I am going to watch the new Halloween movie that comes out next week. Yes. Are you, do you want to come over? Why have you not invited me yet? I was waiting for the invitation. I didn't want to be I like, hey, I'm just did. inviting myself over. Well, it's just my friend Kate is going to come over. We're going to sit on the back patio and watch it. Yeah, you should come. It's yeah. next Friday, I think. I'm going to do that. Oh, wait. That was supposed to be this Friday. It comes out this Friday. All right. Well, we may have to do it next week. We'll see. Okay. We'll figure out timing. All right. I'll talk to Kate. Anyway, we thought it would be fun to do a spooky season episode. Oh, oh, oh. So we we decided to do an episode 
based on haunted items sold on eBay. Didn't even realize was a thing until I started doing this deep dive into it. Holy cow. I kind of knew, but I didn't really know much about it. Well, we didn't um, introduce ourselves. I'm Lindsay. No, I'm Lazy. And we're resellers. We resell on apps like Poshmark, Mercari, eBay. We've been doing it since March 2021. We don't sell haunted items that we know of. (laughs) Would you like to buy this haunted Calvin Klein poncho? I did make a reel a few weeks ago about like all this thrifted clothing. Mm. Surely it's been involved in some sort of crime at some point. <laughs> like who murdered who while wearing this shirt? Yeah, something, <laughs> something bad happened in this. I can smell the fear. <laughs> all right. So um, we talked about our haunted childhood. All right. So read I'm going to read thing. this. Little, yeah. I'm going to read this section. Finding... Finding haunted items for sale on eBay only takes a few seconds. There's an entire section called Psychic and Paranormal. Gone are the days of searching for back alley markets clerked by odd and unusual characters to find enchanted or haunted items. From haunted dolls and a wishing box to a necklace that reveals psychic visions, it can all be found from the comfort of your own home. But buyer beware! What you are buying might not actually be haunted, as eBay requires sellers listing haunted items. As eBay requires sellers listing haunted items to disclose the following. I am required as per eBay's policy and the paranormal to indicate that eBay forbids the sale of intangible items and that this listing is only for a tangible doll with no promise of any spirit attached. This listing is for entertainment purposes only. Doll is sold as is and bidding on or purchasing this item shows that you have fully read and understand and agree to this disclaimer. That is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I kind of like breezed through some of the things listed in that section and all of them have that like written at the bottom of their description. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's part of having to post in that paranormal, you post into the paranormal section. Gotta love it. Wait, we can't right, promise we that tell- you're going to be like getting a possessed possession, but you know, best of luck. <laughs> either, w- either way, you're just, ha- you're just buying this creepy box. <laughs> Um, All right, so we're each going to tell. So here's here's what we're doing. So this week it, we're deviating a little bit. We're each going to tell a story um, of a haunted item that was sold on eBay, and then we're each going to share like our favorite item that we found on eBay that is supposedly haunted. Supposedly, supposedly. How little are these women? <laughs> <laughs> scary little, scary little. <laughs> Um, Some of y'all will know what that reference is. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go. Okay, so when I was researching, um, I stumbled upon the story of the Dybbuk box. Um, It's supposed to be, I guess, one of the most haunted items. So I'll just read you my little thing that I wrote here. TB, no, not TBD. That's not it. That's to Um, be determined. FYI. 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 Um, I reserve the right to break in with a comedic comment at any point in your story. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Zachary Alexander Baggins, which I think is how you pronounce Baggins, I don't know, or Boggins, (laughs) is an American paranormal investigator, actor, television They were just talking about this guy on the podcast I was listening to today. I was listening to- Shut up. That's weird. Yeah, it's not Baggins. It's not Baggins because they were saying how, like, in their Facebook group, people are like, "No, it's not like Bilbo Baggins." Because it's, it's, like, it's not spelled like that, but it's look that looks like how you would say it. It's I can't remember how they were saying. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I was just okay. Go on. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to say his name. You're incorrectly. not even. You're not even half a sentence in. I'm already interrupting you. <laughs> this is going to take go. twenty years, dude. <laughs> okay. This then. episode is either going to be five minutes long or fifty-five minutes long. It's looking more like 55 yes. minutes. Yes. Go. Um, I will start over. Zachary Alexander Boggins <laughs> is an American paranormal investigator, actor, television personality, museum operator, and author. Zach owns and operates the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. In this museum, he has on display possessions that are thought to be the most haunted items in the world. One such item is the Dybbuk box. A Dybbuk box, according to Jewish folklore, is a dark spirit that takes over the bodies of living people and uses them for evil. Legend has it that a Dybbuk can be trapped inside of a box and prevented from causing mischief, unless the box is opened, that is. That is a direct quote from his website. 
Uh, several years ago, on an antique dealer named Kevin Manis listed an old wine cabinet for sale on eBay. The wine cabinet was rumored to contain a Dybbuk. It had once belonged to the estate of a woman who was a World War II concentration camp survivor. Manis was skeptical of the box's powers and purchased it anyway. Boggins writes that after Manus purchased the box, he was, quote, plagued by a series of unfortunate events and recurring nightmares of an old hag that would brutally attack him, causing him to wake up with bruises on his body. He also experienced an overpowering stench of cat urine in his home. Tragically, Did his you mother- have cats? Did he own cats? It doesn't go forth to mention that, so I'm guessing not. Otherwise, that's just weird. <laughs> like, clean your litter box, dude. <laughs> His mother suffered, tragically, his mother suffered a stroke while opening the box. Not surprisingly, he decided to get rid of it, end quote. So in midst opening. Yeah. Just I mean, had a stroke. Yeah. While opening it. The box eventually went, wound up in the possession of a Missouri, Missouri Medical Museum Missouri. director. In Missouri. Missouri say Missouri. <laughs> a museum medical director named Jason Haxton. Much like Manus, Haxton, after purchasing the box, befell a series of unfortunate and tragic events. Haxton began to experience a multitude of medical issues, including including bleeding eyes, like what the heck, <laughs> strange rashes. He also experienced nightmares of being attacked by an old hag and would awake to find fresh bruises on his body. Who do you think the old hag, like, is it someone like my age? Or no, it says old hag. Like, <laughs> well, some people might refer to me as an old hag. And also, like, I just want to have, you know, side note for a minute here, like a little sidebar. Sidebar. Um, are they calling this woman who was a World War II concentration camp survivor the old hag? Because I don't think that that's okay. I don't think no. that's appropriate. No, that woman's seen some shit. Or like, was she haunted by this thing too? You know, like, because I just, you know, I just wanted to say, if that is what they're saying, I don't agree with them. That's not No, okay. we do not agree with calling concentration camp survivors old hags. No. So anyway, I just had to say that because that was but, bothering but it me doesn't, as I was reading it. it doesn't say that she was the one haunting it. It said, so in the original thing that I read, her granddaughter was terrified of this box because she probably grew up like us being told that it was evil and had this dipic inside of it that was going to eat her soul. Um, so I don't know, like, you know, if I don't know who the old hag is supposed to be in the story. It never really goes forth anymore on that. So, okay. I, you know, I just had a sidebar. Sorry. All right. Back in. Where was I? I um, don't know. He also experienced being attacked by an old hag and would wake to find fresh bruises on his body. While the box was in Haxton's basement, a man died there. His body was found lying next to the box. They don't say how he died. Eventually, Haxton decided to get rid of the box for obvious reasons. Obviously. Zach Baggins, Boggins, the current owner. Zach Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, the current owner of the box, arranged to have Kevin Manis, the former owner of the alleged haunted item, open the box on Boggins' TV show, Deadly Possessions, to confront his past fears. When Manis opened the box, quote, he found the contents were intact. There was a dried rose, two coins from the 1920s, a small gold kiddish wine goblet, two locks of hair, an octopus-legged candlestick holder called a Shabbat, and an engraving of the word Shalom, which means peace in Hebrew. When Kevin opened the box, the lights in the building started to flash, strange sounds were heard, and strangest of all, Kevin turned to face a wall and he got a very weird expression on his face. His voice changed and he started to recite a story about a shadow man. He then started speaking in tongues and making bizarre whistling sounds. He was sweating profusely and began to cough uncontrollably, end quote. Boggins states that his museum only allows visitors who are 18 and over and who are willing to sign a waiver to visit the room that holds the box due to the seriousness of events that have happened to people who have been in the box's presence. Some visitors have fainted, become dizzy, and even fallen sick just from being near the item. Visitors have claimed to have witnessed a cloaked figure moving around the box. One staff member says her face was shoved into the case, housing the box by an unseen force. <laughs> Lindsay's over there just laughing. <laughs> now, you wouldn't think it was funny if that was your face. <laughs> no, no, that would be absolutely terrifying. But I just love the idea that like one of the uh, staff employee people are just walking, poops, <laughs> face gets asleep. It was probably just like her boss messing around with her. He, He's a dark room. He's like wearing a black glove to <laughs> make out the difference between like a shadow and this guy all cloaked in black. I mean, you got to question somebody who's going to own all the haunted items in the world. <laughs> right. That does not right. In the, he's like, hey, all the most demonic possessions in the universe live in this room. <laughs> That's not normal. 
So in my head, I'm imagining like this Dybbuk box is like in a room by itself. Like, is it like on a pedestal with a light shining on it? Because that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's like in a glass casing. Oh, here, I just dropped my phone. It's like in a glass casing, um, like on this like pedestal. Yeah, with like this light coming down around it, so you can yeah, see. That's what I see it. too. In 2018, Bagan's friend, singer songwriter Post Malone, visited the museum, and all hell seemed to break loose. Literally. During his visit, both men were in the Dybbuk box room and claimed to simultaneously hear the, quote, unmistakable sound of a little girl's voice, end quote, because that is always so creepy. Come play with us. La, 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 la. I like tea time. I don't know. Anything you say in that kind of voice. <laughs> I like tea time. <laughs> Seems like something an old creepy ghost would say. Come drink tea with me forever and ever. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, Boggan said that moments afterward, both men started experiencing bizarre sensations, almost consuming them. Boggan wrote that he was suddenly obsessed with the thought of opening the box. After an extremely tension-filled moment in time, he said he moved to the box and touched it and, quote, began to panic and to scream, cry, and hyperventilate. Concerned, Post reached out and touched my shoulder. When he did, I felt something pass through my body. When we left the museum, Post saw the dark shadow figure that so many people had encountered follow us out. The next day, he sent me a photo of a mysterious bruise that appeared on his arm. After his visit, he was involved in an emergency landing in his private jet. His car was involved in an accident, and armed robbers targeted a home in San Francisco that they believed to be his. I believe that a curse from the box affected him in a series of three events. Okay, I just, wanted, I just want to point out, those little private jets have problems all the time. All the time. As we know from Kim Kardashian getting tied up and robbed famous people get targeted mm-hmm. and if you're in a car you have a chance of getting in a car wreck these are all like within his lifestyle i feel like these are all things that could happen he was just having a bad week it was just i mean you know when bad stuff happens it's like boom 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 all together at the same time but the thing is the event of threes that's like okay. an evil thing yeah from all of our years of watching buffy i remember Unless you're like the charmed witches, because then they're always saying like the power of three will set us free. <laughs> I remember Continue. that from Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that same year, Boggan planned to open the box on live TV. But during the filming, he experienced an overwhelming sense of doom as to what would happen if they went through with the act and immediately shut it down. Shut it down, people! <laughs> he took flack <laughs> from viewers yeah. and critics alike for what I am sure some thought was just a publicity stunt. However, Boggan felt deep down that the event was not going to end well. He had thought about all the negative and tragic events that had been associated with the Dybbuk box and said he felt in his core that if we went through the, with the opening, that something truly terrible was going to happen to any and all witnesses. He probably should have thought of that before you put it on live TV, buddy. <laughs> Too late. Got to go on. <laughs> This is like when Geraldo went into that like tomb and they're like, we don't know what we will find in here. And it was just like an empty room. (laughs) Do you remember that? No. It was like on live TV. It was supposed to be this huge ordeal. And he gets inside the tomb and it's just like this empty room. And he's like, oh. What did they think was going to be in there? They knew what was in there. They definitely sent somebody in before Geraldo went in. (laughs) Great Geraldo. Shave your mustache, buddy. <laughs> Bahangan went on to say that I he had that mustache so long that it was in style, it went out of style, it and then it's back, back in style. style. Is, he, is he still alive? Yes. Okay. What? Geraldo has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> <laughs> Bahangan went on to say, I have a bizarre connection to the Dybbuk box. It will pull me into that room, and sometimes I talk to it in whispers and words that I don't understand. Sometimes I cannot even open the door to the room. At other times, I feel that I can control it. It is a very strange relationship that I have with the Dybbuk box. And at some point, perhaps, I will truly understand it. That was a quote directly from him. The box is still currently on display at the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Approach it at your own risk next time you are in Vegas, if you dare. I don't. I don't want to do it. No, I don't. No, thanks. No. This is like when Jeff and I went on our road road trip when dad like drove his old car to El Paso. I think we met there. And then Jeff and I like, because he was giving us the old car and we took it to 
LA and you're driving through the desert and there's all these signs being like 500 miles, like see the thing. What is the thing? It was found in the desert. Come to this place and see. I was like, we got to go see the thing. And so we get there and it's just like this gift shop in the middle of the desert in like Arizona. And like we walk in and there's like this dark room with this like door and it's like the thing is in here like pay the person up front a dollar to go in and see the thing and i was like we have to do it so we get there i am at the door and i'm like i can't do it and i just like ran away <laughs> and like a few years later i was talking to somebody i worked with and he was like oh yeah the thing i saw the thing and i was like what is it he's like it's a mummy <laughs> it's a mummy they found in the desert oh my god and it's like in this case and i was like well i did not want to go in there <laughs> like i made jeff go all the way there so Jeff didn't even go in to see? No, I made him leave with me. I was like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> the thing is in there. So oh, meanwhile, it was probably some poor immigrant. Yeah. died in the desert and, and like his like body the became heat, like mummified his body. Mummified. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I they, go in they, there. Should, they should, you know, bury those remains. Yeah. Well, they were buried. Somebody unburied them. You know, once a body is buried, it doesn't then make it become legal to unbury it and display said body. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's the thing. Was it an alien thing? (laughs) No, it's just a thing. Okay, well, that took way longer than it should have. (laughs) No, I think that was an appropriate amount of time to tell that story. Um, I do remember hearing about this somewhere, probably on the social medias or something. The Dybbuk box or the thing? (laughs) The Dybbuk box. I've never heard about the thing. All right. right um, well, you share your story. Okay. All right. We're not going to talk about your eBay oh, item? Well, I thought we'd do that after. Do you want me to do it now? Okay. okay I'll do it now. Um, okay. So we also thought it'd be funny to talk about the, some of the funniest things we found that were supposed to be haunted items on eBay. Um, so I found this listing that was the pianist ring. It was for $100. And supposedly this ring is haunted. And the main thing reason I picked this one is just because the description of the listing was so funny. (laughs) Basically, there's a ring that is supposedly belonged to a pianist who killed herself by jumping out of her hotel room window at the La Concha Hotel in Florida after giving a bad performance in front of an audience where a producer was in attendance. Hmm, Um, Mental illness. This hotel supposedly is famous for like so many people have died there. Most of them have jumped off the roof or like uh, a couple of them jumped out the windows and one person fell down the stairs. Um, How tall is this hotel? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'll I had never heard going. of it before. Um, and then the person goes on in the listing to have a 13-paragraph description telling the story <laughs> that I just summed up for you in 42 words. Um, <laughs> in this description, the seller uses the words La Concha Hotel 28 times. They're a really good storyteller. And the word then a whopping 64 times. I counted. <laughs> so basically, they're telling the story and they're going, and then, then, and then. <laughs> oh my gosh. This seller goes on Just to add. FYI. Yeah. FYI. The La Concha Hotel is in Key West. So that's, I mean, we're at ocean level there. Mm-hmm. We're at sea level there. It's seven stories and it's one of the four tallest buildings in Key West, Florida. It was so, completed in 1926. If you're going to kill yourself, you're going to have to jump off that building. because it's the tallest one. Like, I mean, seven stories, like, yeah, that could absolutely kill you, but you could also just get, like, paralyzed. Yeah, be really badly hurt. Chances are you're going to die, but if you fall correctly or incorrectly, you're going to survive. Right. So, you know, I don't think... I definitely would want to jump from high... This is inappropriate. Go no, on. it's not. <laughs> Wait, to make it real dark. Um, the seller then goes on to add a disclaimer to the listing, just letting you know exactly what types of hauntings you can expect after purchasing said haunted piano string. If you make it all the way through the description without a nap and a lunch break, that is. The disclaimer <laughs> is as follows. Quote, please note that although the ghost of Colleen was slain by a vicious and jealous ghost at the La Concha Hotel, oh the ghost that slain Colleen at the La Concha Hotel will not haunt you while owning this ring. You will okay. only be haunted by the ghost Colleen while owning this ring, in which the types of hauntings you will experience while owning this ring are seeing the ghost Colleen, hearing p- piano music playing, crying, screaming, and thud noises. I have experienced hauntings and seen the pianist ghost Colleen many times while owning this ring of the pianist ghost 
Thus, the new owner of this ring will also experience hauntings and see the pianist ghost Colleen many times. So don't delay your purchase. This ring of the pianist ghost and be haunted by the pianist ghost Colleen today. Terms and conditions apply. Direct quote. I kind of want to buy it. (laughs) Dude, get a thesaurus. Goodness. That's right. I mean, then a thousand times. I mean, like, it's so funny. The description. I'm imagining like a 13-year-old girl writing it. That's just kind of what it sounded like. She was like, and then. Colleen walks up to the stage and then she sits down at the keys to play. And then she begins to play on the piano keys. And then it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like how Juno tells a story. Right. Like use different, better words. I just don't, you're a terrible so storyteller. Is this, is this a, a listing that's currently active on eBay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> so if you are the writer of this and you're listening to this just by some weird chance, because you are a reseller, I'm sorry I insulted you, but this is really funny. <laughs> You need, and you I'm going to buy you a thesaurus. Which you might need to hire a virtual assistant to write your listings. <laughs> I mean, your, your description doesn't need to be 13 paragraphs long. No, no. If you would like to long. include, like, a, will send you the story of the ghost, like, along with your purchase of the ring. Just a brief synopsis is really all you need. Too many words. The buyers are just going to get confused and lost. They're going to move on to the next scary haunted item. And then at the La Concha Hotel, the La Concha Hotel waiter went to the La Concha Hotel dining room. And then, <laughs> I'm not joking, like, you have to go and read this. It's so funny. <laughs> so... I do have a question about, uh, I meant to ask you this when you were reading your story about the Dybbuk box. What did that have to do with eBay? The um, person who owned it, uh, Manus, he had purchased it off of eBay. Oh, okay. Uh, the granddaughter the of the estate who originally owned it listed it on eBay because she wanted to get rid of it because she was terrified of it. I don't, I don't think you said that in I the did. story. I did at the very beginning. All right. Okay. You'll hear well, it when I'll you go back, back and edit this, and you'll be like, oh, I'm burnt because I was wrong. <laughs> Ooh, self-burn. <laughs> I don't think anybody says self-burn to themselves. <laughs> burn myself. <laughs> self-burn. <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> I also want to go back and just mention one more time the cat urine smell <laughs> in the home. Like, I just think that's really funny. So I guess a hag is like, you know, long, flowy, scary hair and like, Crazy cats peeing all over the place. Oh my god! Do you think he broke into some old lady's house and she's like, "Get out of my house!" <laughs> and her cats are all terrified and they peed on him. He's waking up with bruises because she's sitting there. He so he's a meth head. He's like, <laughs> he ate a bunch of Ambien to go to sleep. He wakes up with bruises because like this old frail lady is like beating on him to like try to get him out of her house. Oh my lord. She's not an old hag. You're a drug you abuser. You're a drug <laughs> addict. You broke into her house. You're passed out. This old frail she doesn't even have a phone. She can't even call 911. She's she throwing is... cats at you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even strong enough to leave a bruise. It's like the weight of her cats landing on your forearm because you do meth. So you're quite you bruise quite easily. Quite easily. You're very frail. <laughs> you're you don't have many teeth. <laughs> God. Okay, listen. It's so uncool. He's like t- he's like going around telling this story about this old hag who's attacking him in his dreams. This dude is breaking into some poor old woman's house and just taking up residence like he's the owner. Antique dealer, sure, quote unquote. Oh. <laughs> Antique dealers, they're all on meth. That's a fact. That is a bold statement. Have you been into an antique mall? I mean, they're all super creepy. They don't. They don't look well. <laughs> you wouldn't either if you were like in a dark, cold room all the time, trying to preserve your precious items. <laughs> Never heard anybody talk like that in real life, though. I would love to. All right, time for my story. Okay, good luck, sister. I'm going to interrupt you way more than you did me. <laughs> Dude, we're already up to forty minutes. We're going to have to re-record this be- just because of this. Lacey's computer is making a wind sound, so we're yeah. more than likely going to have to re-record this. It's She's going to have to come over today. This is a story of a haunted painting that's called The Hands Resist Him. So this little section I'm about to read right here, this is straight from Wikipedia. As we all know, everything we read on Wikipedia is 100% true. 
Right. The Hands Resist Him is a painting that was created. Why did you say good luck? Like, why were you like, good luck with your story? <laughs> good luck. Just good luck getting through it. Because, like, I'm going to interrupt you a lot. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right. I'm like, I think you're going to die in the middle of telling me the story. <laughs> I mean, it did occur to me when I was researching. I'm like, I'm going to get possessed through my computer just researching all this haunted stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the words are going to come into my eyeballs, and then that's how the ghost gets in there. I've really felt creeped out doing I did not enjoy the process of this This was research. your idea. I know. It's good, though. <laughs> well, that's to be determined. <laughs> the Hands Resist Him is a painting that was created by artist Bill Stoneham in 1972. It depicts a young boy and a female doll standing in front of a glass panel door against which many hands are pressed. According to Stoneham, the boy is based on a photograph of himself at age five and a neighbor of his. The doorway is a representation of the dividing line between the walking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities. I think you meant waking the, world. The wa- Well, like we're in the waking world. Yeah, you said walking world. Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the walking world, the wait. You're awake. You're walking when you're in the awake world. <laughs> it's true. It's so. true. Unless you're sleepwalking. While the doll is a guy that will escort the boy through it. The titular hand, the, this is actually how it was written in Wikipedia. The titular hands represent alternate lives or possibilities. The painting became the subject of an urban legend and a viral internet meme in February of 2000 when it was posted for sale on eBay, along with a description implying that it was haunted. I should have shown you this picture. It is oh, creepy. I saw it yesterday when you, you told did. me that's what you were doing. And so I looked it up and I was like... Hey. I was just sitting in your kitchen, but you didn't know I was looking at the painting. And I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. So first of all, like the little girl, like he's painted her as a doll. And dolls are just creepy AF anyway, I swear. And this just looks like one of those old timey creepy dolls. And she's holding something creepy in her hands. And then they're standing in front of this window, which is like dark. It's like they're outside and the window is like to the inside of a house. But it's a dark inside of a house. And you just see like these. This is why I said walking, because it looks like these walking dead hands that are just like yeah. in the window. It's a real disturbing it's creepy. picture. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like paintings, first of all, of people. I'm not a fan. It's weird. I have to laugh at that. I just <laughs> what you said. I don't like paintings of people. <laughs> They're the worst. I mean, it it just it never looks good. To, in my opinion, I know some people obviously like that kind of art, but it always looks like some sort of creepy face. Yeah. And like the eyes are always just going to follow you everywhere you go. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. Nope. I'm good. Bill Stoneham first showed the painting in the early 70s in Beverly Hills, California. Actor John Marley, best known for his performance as Jack Wolf, Waltz in The Godfather, purchased the painting. After Marley's death, the painting was found by an elderly couple at a brewery. The year was not noted. But in February of 2000, the couple listed the painting on eBay with an opening bid of $199. In the painting's description, <laughs> the couple disclosed that the painting was haunted or cursed. The original listing reads as follows. When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. That's what you wrote in the listing. <laughs> <laughs> when I bought this Chanel, vintage Chanel two-piece suit i thought it was really really good good clothes clothes. (laughs) jinx sold a in quotation marks picker had found it abandoned behind an old brewery at the time we wondered a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting i mean a seemingly perfectly fine did you not look at the painting and realize how creepy it was and be like oh maybe the souls of these little children are trapped inside there and we shouldn't touch it I'm just caught up on the fact that this person needs to hire a virtual assistant to write her listings. <laughs> Words are hard. Seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Like today we don't. One morning, our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. Oh Lord. Hail to the hail to the no. Get that picture out of my house. Yeah. Okay, I'm still reading the listing. That part wasn't in it. Now, I don't believe in UFOs or Elvis being alive, but my husband was alarmed. <laughs> To, to my amusement, he set up a motion triggered camera for the nights. After the nights, there were pictures. After three nights, there were pictures. The last two pictures shown are from that stakeout. After seeing the boy seemingly exiting the painting under threat, we decided the painting's got to go. So wait, they showed a is there you see a picture of the boy coming out of the I painting? I could not find the pictures. 
So I found the original listing, like a screen, because the listing has been deleted from eBay at this point. But I found a screenshot of the listing, but they didn't have the photograph. So I did, I could not find pictures. I was like, oh, I want to see. This is reminding me of that Dear David or whatever. Oh my, it was me too when I was reading this. Um, okay. Please judge for yourself. Before you do, please read the following warning and disclaimer. Do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress-related disease. So like life, <laughs> right? <laughs> are you susceptible to stress? Just being alive is stressful. Being a human is stressful. Faint of heart or unfamiliar with supernatural events. By bidding on this painting, you agree to release the owners of all liability in relation to the sale or any events happening after the sale that might be contributed to this painting. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. However, by bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork with disregard to the last two photos. <laughs> Were the creepy ones, I guess, featured in this auction and hold the owners harmless to them and their impact expressed or implied. Now that we got that out of the way, one question to the eBayers. We want our house to be blessed after the painting is gone. Does anybody know who's qualified to do that? <laughs> this was their listing. This was their eBay listing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. You think they hired a lawyer to write that little disclaimer? Uh, no, because it was not written very well. <laughs> I know, but law legalese, it's it sounds like yeah, that's a ridiculous true. person from ye old English days wrote it. Okay. <clears throat> Despite the warning, the painting received 30 bids and sold for a final price of $1,025, and the auction page was viewed over 30,000 times. During the course of the auction, the sellers updated the listing to report they'd received seven emails from individuals who'd experienced strange or unusual circumstances after viewing the paintings. They went on to suggest suggest that the bidders and viewers should not save a picture of the painting and use it as a screensaver and not to view the painting while juveniles were around. Oh, this is like where the rang came from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at this painting in seven days, your computer will explode. <laughs> and y'all did. The buyer who asked to remain anonymous was interviewed by a blogger on the website Surfing the Apocalypse a few weeks after receiving the painting. When asked why he purchased the painting, he explained, Visually, it seems like good composition. The artist displayed a certain professional handling of the medium, and the subject matter was compelling. The legend seemed like a good marketing ploy, but I was buying it to sell. Oh, that person was just sourcing on eBay. They're a reseller. <laughs> I will see your haunted ghost image and... And raise you. you know, he was like, I actually know how to write a better description than you. So I'm going to buy it from you at $1,000. I'm going to write a good description. I wonder how much he made off of it. I know. It, it, as of the interview, he hadn't sold it yet. When asked if anything unusual had occurred since taking ownership of the painting, the anonymous buyer said he wished he had an exciting short story to share. He had an exciting story to share about possession or unusual happenings. But the only thing he could report was an onslaught of emails concerning the painting. People began sending him messages offering to cleanse his home. He received emails with prayers and scriptures. Scripture. Scriptures? Yeah. Scriptures. I, I spelled it wrong. You did. But, you wrote scriptures. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but some people contacted him with horribly negative side effects. Some people reported being repulsed or made physically ill and suffered blackout mind-controlling experiences after viewing the painting online. One person claimed that their Epson printer ate and mutilated page after page <laughs> as they tried to download an image of the old painting. When asked what he plans to do with the painting, the eBayer, the eBay buyer replied, I plan to sell it or perhaps first investigate selling high quality limited edition prints of it. I have several offers from people to buy the original or good reproductions. Yeah, man, this is a solid business plan. I like your thinking. Bill Stoneham, the artist who painted the creepy scene, was surprised when he learned about the auction and the seller's haunted claims. He said the painting was nothing more than an artistic rendering of a scene from his childhood, though he did note that the owner of the gallery where the painting was first displayed and the critic who initially reviewed his work both died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. Oh, 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 oh. And then like a creepy door. <laughs> I don't think I have a creepy door soundtrack sound effect I can so, add in. Basically, like... Any you can read anything into anything, right? So like oh yeah. I saw this painting yesterday and then stubbed my toe. 
oh my God. <laughs> That's what and happened. Then my, and then my printer got jammed. <laughs> <laughs> and then my private jet had to make an emergency landing. <laughs> who freaking who? Okay. You got a private jet. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, if you die in a private jet, it's like it's kind of worth it. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, because then you don't have to fly commercial. Flying commercial, that's <laughs> I would that's much your rather... thought as the plane is going down. I regret nothing. <laughs> At least it wasn't commercial. So... There's no leg room. <laughs> I am so glad I don't have to sit in that waiting room with all those disgusting people. <laughs> I got to die alone in this plane. Oh my God. You're so messed up in the head. Nobody died in Post Malone's jet. It just had no. to make a emergency landing. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time with those things. Ugh. Everybody's fine. One time I was on one of those tiny planes. I had to turn around and land because the gas thing was not screwed on properly. And our stepmom was like, what's that liquid coming out of the wings? And the pilot was like, oh, that's the gas. Got to turn around. And we're like about to fly over the ocean. I was like, oh, while you're oh, in no. the air above the ocean. <laughs> I thought and my brother was already... sobbing. I was like, this is not okay. John and I were already like at the boat. We were like in St. Thomas. Just where are they? They're running late. <laughs> oh, you know, we're just about to fly over the ocean with no gas. You know, that's all. Not a big deal. <laughs> it's like they had water landing capabilities. It would have been okay. Dude, that would have ruined my vacation if you guys had died on your way to my vacation. <laughs> I'm like sitting there. Where are they? And then the police show up. I'm like, oh, this can't be good. Oh, my whole family just died in a plane crash. It would have ruined your vacation. I would have been dead. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. You'd be dead. It'd be you over. don't know that. Had... You've never been dead before. Oh, man, I, I would it. so be haunting your ass if you were like, this ruined my vacation. I'm like, that's it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, still, I still go cruising around the Virgin Islands in the boat. <laughs> like, this is not as fun without dad and Hollis and Lacey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, this would have been way more fun to have somebody to talk to. I mean, now I just got to talk to my baby and my husband. <laughs> she can't even talk. She's three months old. <laughs> oh my God. That trip was 10 years ago. Yeah. Holy was. crap. Yeah. Well, we all survived. So. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my favorite eBay haunted listing. <laughs> I'm still imagining you sailing around. <laughs> just setting around. <laughs> Oh, my family died. That's a shame. Let's go to the soggy dollar. Listen, if I have to mourn, I'd rather mourn in the Virgin Islands than back up in DC where I was living at the time. I mean, there was like a caterer on the boat. Like, you don't have to make any of your food. They were making your own drinks. So, like, you know. All I have to do is get up, eat the food that's prepared for me, go. Get on the beach with my baby. And go snorkeling while you're crying because your salt tears will mix with the ocean and no one will know you're crying. No, I didn't snorkel on that trip. I thought that my breast milk might attract sharks. What? I don't remember that thought process. That's funny. Well, I just didn't express it outside my head. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. They don't eat breast milk. They eat blood. Listen, I had a three-month-old baby. Yeah. I wasn't thinking clearly. True. Very true. It was a hard time while I was mourning your death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god would you move on to the next subject please i really hope this records well because that's comedy gold right there <laughs> all right what was your I've... favorite hilarious ebay item listing sister okay so i found a doll because like i said dolls are creepy yes they are and it, it was just you know the doll was just like what you would think of just an old timey looking like porcelain face doll with like Blonde, a little ringlet curls, was wearing like a little sailor looking, not sailor because it was floral. It was like cottage core dress, <laughs> ringlets. But she had tears, you know, she had like tears going down her face. Here's the listing haunted doll, sexual spirit doll, Karina SM. Karina is originally from Romania. She moved to the US in her late teens and never fit in. She still has a heavy accent. She discovered her passion for S&M soon after graduating from high school and finally found her place in the world. She loves to dominate. She tells me she chose the, this vessel because it has tears and she will make you cry. Get your whips, chains, and handcuffs ready and Karina will meet you in your dreams. She is a beautiful doll and comes with her own stand. Must be 18 years old to purchase. 
I just have so many questions. <laughs> so who is going to be my my dominatrix? Is it going to be this doll? Right. Or is it, or is it going to actually look like the original Karina who I guess died and put her body into this doll? Is it like a little girl doll? Because that's crazy. Yeah. That's, you're it crossing is. some lines here. <laughs> and is Karina going to speak my language? Because mm, she is or from she Romania. Is she going to be speaking Romanian? And I'm like, I don't, you want me to do what? You want me to tie my hands behind my, I, I don't, Karina, <laughs> this is not working for me. We don't speak the same language. I, I specifically ordered an English speaking dominatrix. <laughs> where is, where is the madam? And is also, why is Karina wrong. the doll crying if she's supposed to be making me cry? Like, well, because she is just a visual representation of what she is going to do to you in your dreams. And is this doll in any way have any, like, whips or... <laughs> so somebody just looked at this little floral oh. cottagecore dress doll and they were like, oh, dominatrix. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. She not just, alone. She's just like standing there, you know? Comedic like brilliance. <laughs> no, she has no whips or train. Like, she just looks like a little... She looks, you know, she's sad. She lost her... Her kitty's stuck in the tree. She's got tears going down her, her little... Her little is this peach still colored active cheese. listing on eBay? Yeah, well, it was with it with uh to yesterday. It was up there. So yesterday. curious, so curious. <laughs> uh, All right, well, do you guys feel spooked? <laughs> and now I'm just kind of disturbed. <laughs> Thinking about some creepy porcelain baby doll that's like <laughs> Romanian dominatrix. <laughs> What's disturbing is that we've been recording for an hour, and if this sounds horrible and we have to re-record uh, it, that is disturbing. That's two hours of our life we're not going to get back. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're not going to discuss goals this week because it's no. spooky season, and who no. cares? Who cares? Lacey did actually have a great weekend selling. She, I sold, did. Yeah, like I, one Which of her was best. really weird because I actually didn't list anything all weekend, which I, you know. Oh, you know, you know what I think very... we should mention, mention real quick? Um hypothetically anybody who hypothetically uses posture va to share their closet mm, right hypothetically speaking there is that new amazing feature where you can go in and tell it now i obviously don't do this because it's against poshmark's policies but you can go in and put it in that it's been 60 days like to to re to delist and relist items that are 60 days old so if you were to choose a bot of sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go in and pick Posture VA because now it will relist your things for you when it's over 60 days old. That's I mean, pretty it, great. It, it takes like what would have normally hypothetically taken me like an hour to do happened within 45 seconds. It had you chosen to go this route, which you did not right. because we would not do that. I would never break rule. I am a rule follower. That's right. Except when rules don't make sense. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Okay, let's leave it at that. And That's I think- our reselling news for the week. Um, next week, we have another spooky season episode for you. <gasps> if you manage to get through this one, <laughs> you might want to listen to the next one. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so long. Oh, God. Mariana, get us out of here, please. <laughs> Mariana, get us out of here. <laughs> Click, like, subscribe. <laughs> I can feel the demons pulling me down. <laughs> I, do you think Mariana got haunted? Mariana, no. Mariana, Is that why her wallpaper wouldn't stick to the walls? <laughs> Join us next week for another spooky season episode for resellers on Thrifters Sisters. Sisters. Oh, Two sisters. One haunted podcast. <laughs> All right. Now, Mariana, it's your turn. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.